0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up.
2: Yeah, boy. 40 to 14. Just like we all expected, the Packers leave the Titans tundra-struck at a snowy Lambeau field. (laughs) I think the camera's frozen. I think that uh, Matub is cringing, but... uh, No, I'm here. (laughs) You're there, okay. It froze right as you were like... Possibly reacting to my terrible pun. And it was a face that said, Oh, that was a rough one. But anyway, I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Follow the show at the APC pod on Twitter. This is the APC podcast. We are two schlitz to the wind here on our rapid recap show. The final whistle echoing, eh, we'll call it 20 minutes ago. Again, 40 to 14, the Packers over the Titans. Uh, I am Zach Rapport. I'm joined by Matub, who is wearing a very festive sweater. How are you, man?
1: I'm great. Uh, my ugly sweater is 3 0. Uh, nice (laughs) undefeated (laughs) baby yep um and actually only worn in non-gimme games so i'm i'm feeling feeling the good juju
2: close calls only it's not a power to be abused i appreciate that you only break it out when rules when the rules allow for it
1: it has to be a close game and it has to be the holiday season so thanksgiving or later
2: I like it. The other voice you just heard there was our corporate overlord, Evan Tex Westerner, threesome, back again, together again. How are you, man?
0: Man, I haven't had that much fun watching a Packers game in a long time.
2: You were like, like uh, just before the game, I texted you like, hey, you want to be in on this post game?" You're like, ah, the in-laws are in town. I can't do it. And then by the third quarter, you're like, I'm in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk.
0: Yeah, a couple of pieces of pumpkin pie and a couple of old fashions will do that to you.
2: Yeah. What do you got? Two drinks here with you right now? What's the deal? Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm double fisting. I made a brandy old fashioned at halftime because I felt like after last week with the Panthers and, and everything that happened in the second half, we needed some good juju to, to start flowing in the third quarter. Um, yeah. And then I am uh, I poured a, a dram of whiskey as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's going very well over here at Shea Western.
2: Yeah, I also, I tweeted out uh, at halftime just to remind the Packers that there was, in fact, two more quarters of football left to play <laughs> and that we would all kindly appreciate it uh, if they would go ahead and do that. I think they did. <laughs> I think they did, guys. I think they did, too. That was um, what some might call a complete game. I'll be damned.
1: You know, it's funny. It's This is the quintessential they read the tweets game. Like, Savage was good. Preston was good. Like, basically, everyone that you, like, tweet about was good. And so... He's Patton, tweeting at Patton the whole was team. good. Yeah, well, Petten did have one uh, where he had like Kirksey <laughs> over the middle, ten yards deep on third and seven. But uh, you know, uh, you just old habits die hard.
2: Petten gonna Petten, you know. <laughs> uh, let's start with the most important topic, um, Chris Collinsworth. So, like, where are we on the <laughs> <laughs> on the love hate spectrum for Chris Collinsworth? Because I, I at first I liked him. Then I really hated him. And I think I've come all the way back around to liking just his, like, he's just very self-aware about his goofiness. I don't know. I think it's an unpopular opinion, but I think I like it. <laughs> I,
0: I, I definitely started out as a Collinsworth fan and then just steadily as the years have gone by, my, my, my level of appreciation and like for Collinsworth has gradually gone down little by little by little. I I don't know what it is. I just can't, I can't even put my finger on it. It just, I, I, I I don't know. There were a couple of cringy moments tonight though.
1: So I, my relationship with Collinsworth was similar, but then it started to climb back up just because of how terrible a lot of other people are in the booth. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, Oh my God. Collinsworth is literally like top three booth.
0: I don't have to listen to Greg Jennings. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Collinsworth. But in the post, um, pro football focus buyout era of chris collinsworth is just horrible (laughs) (laughs) hey guys did you know that i spent a whole bunch of money on pro football focus so here's some pro football focus did i mention pro football focus (laughs) stats stats stats
2: stats stats. speaking of stats is there a stat to back this up the next second most important uh, question i have for you guys before we actually get into actual game stuff um the Titans win the toss and they defer. What's the deal with deferring? Why does everyone defer?
0: Why, why? I like it. I, I've always been a proponent of deferring and and getting the ball to start the second half uh, to especially with the Packers propensity to double up over the last couple of years. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, that's that's always the way I would go.
2: But is that? But is there? Are there stats to back that up to tie in oh. pro football focus? Or that's just Oh, a that, thing? I have
0: no idea. That's entirely yeah. anecdotal on my part.
2: <laughs>
1: um. So, from the Madden perspective, right? Like everyone always says that in Madden, you should defer because it's like stealing a a possession in a in a game that's ten minutes long, ten minutes of play time. The potential of stealing possession is is massive. With the way the Packers have been playing fairly slow, fairly methodically. The being able to time your possession to potentially get the double dip is absolutely game changing. And that's the thing, is it's like if you manage to to pull the elusive double dip, big if, um, 14-point swing and almost no time is huge. However, there's all the ifs like you have to time it, you have to do it. But without deferring, um, if you don't score on your opening possession, you just screwed yourself out of a 10% essentially an extra possession. Yeah.
0: So so notable in this game, the Titans double-dipped. They scored with 43 seconds left in the second quarter, and they scored on the opening drive of the second half. And those were the only two scoring drives that they had <laughs> yeah. in the entire game.
2: Well, I was going to say, as we were talking about setting up the uh, the double-dip and stealing a possession, I mean, this is definitely the... the a, there is a reason that the Titans chose to defer. They wanted to play Titans football... And I think the Packers did a good job, uh, somehow, of taking them out of that. I mean, Derrick Henry did get 98 yards, but that felt like a very quiet he 98, got 98 yards. 98
1: yards with with 4.3 a carry. His is... his long carry in the game was
0: 10 yards. Yeah, that was incr That was that was maybe the best performance from the Packers run defense of the Pettin' era. And I'm I don't think I'm being hyperbolic in that, except for the Tannehill run. But that's a that's a whole different thing.
2: <laughs> oh man, that. That was an enraged. That was the one time uh, where I shook my mm. fist and went, pet. because I just felt like uh, you know it probably wasn't his fault, but let's just blame him.
1: Oh, here you. Go. I got a stat for you. Uh, Bill Belichick has chosen to defer ninety five percent of the time.
2: <laughs> that's wait, that's a real stat.
1: <laughs> that's a real stat. Good lord. So <laughs> that tells Bill me it's Belichick.
0: probably the right thing to do.
2: Yeah. How's his team doing? <laughs>
1: Well <laughs> touche. Okay. Oh, that was goodness. that was good. Touché. That was quick witted, my friend.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm like half of uh this is like a little homespun margarita. I'm halfway through and we're we're ready to rock. Let's actually let's talk real football. Things happened on the field. It was a sloppy field, but things happened. Firstly, the return of uh Corey Lindsley to center Jenkins uh moves back to guard um I thought they did a great job. I, I think uh, I mean, this will sort of tie into A.J. Dillon obviously having a breakout game, but uh, Lindsley back seemed like uh, thought it was going to be a big deal. And I think it turned out that way. Tex, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I was I was very happy that they pulled Lucas Patrick. No, no offense to, to Lucas Patrick, who is a very good backup interior lineman, but I was glad that they went with the five um that included both Billy Turner at right guard and Rick Wagner at right tackle for the, the yeah. bulk of the game and, and to start because I, I thought that that was definitely going to be the best best five that they could put out there with Lindsley um, with him being back. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the pass blocking held up well. Um, I think there was one sack in the game that they allowed and, and that was kind of a a weird fourth down thing anyway. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they were, they were great. They were great blocking for Rogers and they, they really were tremendous in paving the way for the run game on that sloppy field.
2: Yeah. Can we talk about, uh, speaking of the run game, AJ Dylan, Quadzilla, who, who, uh, who coined that one?
0: (laughs) I think the first person I saw say it was Peter Bukowski. Um, I think our, our Chris Burke from Acme Panking Company predicted this week that he was going to have 125 yards and that we were going to start nicknaming him the snowplow from now on. So I'm going to (laughs) start going with the snowplow at least through uh,
2: 124 yards. He was yeah, one yard
0: off. Good on you, Chris. Well done. I
2: I co-opted that uh, nickname and I'm calling him Mr. Plow because I'm, (laughs) that's just the way I roll, man.
0: That was that was fun to watch though. I mean, the Packers have not had that big bruising running back since Eddie Lacy, and As a it rookie. was fun to watch him just just pinballing off people and and beautiful elastic collisions with with tacklers that send them flying yard you know several yards downfield. It was a lot of fun.
2: It's funny because it's like the the draft class itself was obviously much maligned coming in, and and his first few carries of the season, you're you're maybe thinking like. Do the Packers need a player like this? Yes, they do, because December.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have nothing to add to that.
1: <laughs> I'm still confused about taking H back at the uh, top 100, but A.J. Dillon, I'm okay with. Seems
2: like he's uh, he's okay. Uh, what else we got? What's uh, I'm, go- I'm just going down a list here. I normally have a script, and I don't have a script today, so I'm just going down a list of like drunken observations in the game. Uh, did you guys know that Ryan Tannehill used to play wide receiver? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you guys know we
2: went have that once
0: or
1: twice.
2: <laughs> oh my god, you know the first few possessions of the game like the first uh Packers score a touchdown they miss that PAT and then the second uh touchdown they go for two to try to make up the difference and they miss that two and I just at that moment, I hate to be the pessimistic Packers fan, but I just thought, like, this is a lead that is going to get whittled away. I don't know if either of you felt that same way.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of felt like they were chasing those points a little early. The only thing there being that, you know, that, that that first kick looked wonky. It didn't look like it was anything bad from Crosby. It looked like maybe the wind caught it or something and took it a little funny. Um, but then it was pretty clear from then on that going, you know, from right to left, you um, as as the TV angle looked, um, it seemed to be the the more favorable angle from uh, from a win perspective. So I I don't know I don't know if that played into it. I don't know if if really was just chasing that miss point. Um, but yeah, I kind of had the same sort of uh, what are we doing here? I'm 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 not quite okay with with chasing that point just yet.
1: So I I feel you there a little bit.
2: Mattab, you were just like I got the holiday sweater. I'm not sweating it. The dorks. The dorks
1: say that it was the right call. So, I'm, I'm team dork there. Um,
2: Hashtag team dork.
1: With Crosby's uh, extra point percentage this year and then already missing one, it wasn't necessarily chasing points. It was playing the numbers, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, I get both sides of the argument, but I think that in a snow globe game, if your kicker misses one extra point, it's worth going for it again. You're going for the, the two. But, but... Up the middle. Ugh. <laughs> I, I hated the play call. The shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not a
0: fan of the the shotgun run. Kind of up the middle with Aaron. <sighs> no,
1: get player. that all the way yeah, out yeah. of here. Like yeah. like okay, you're you're the king of tricky routes to get someone wide open in the flat. Like why not just do that? Like like Matt yeah. Lafleur gets gets people open with a mile of green grass in front of them. This time you
2: just need six feet of green grass in front of them. <laughs> Uh, is that less than a mile? Last I checked, yeah. You heard it
1: here first, folks. Six feet is less than one mile.
2: Uh... Uh, I want to talk about Aaron Jones for a second because A.J. Dillon uh, is obviously going to be um, the talk of the town. 21 carries for 124 yards and his first two career touchdowns with bad Lambeau leap attempts, by the way. But <laughs> let's give some props to Aaron Jones. 10 carries for 94 yards. That's 9.4 yards a carry. And I believe, text check my math on this, that he surpassed a thousand yards on the season.
0: He did. He did indeed. And he did it on that 59 yard run that should have been about a 35 yarder. Um, let's talk about that. that Yeah, that was, that was real fun because it's a really good thing that that happened up the Packers sideline and not up the Titans sideline, because I guarantee you that if that had gone up the the opposite sideline, um, that would have gotten challenged and it would have come back to probably whatever, you know, the 30 yard line or something where he stepped out instead of taking it down inside the 10 and then going down for, for an easy touchdown after that. But, um, certainly, you know, helps one of my fantasy teams sorry that's the only fantasy mention i'll I'll mention uh today (laughs) but
1: well you uh, know what though there is a relevant fantasy mention here that's true tex and Mm. i are playing against each other in the apc championship where i will admit live on air that i have not set my (laughs) my lineup (laughs) all year
2: (laughs) breaking news loser limps into the playoffs without having said his and year.
0: and and my team went 6 and 7 and beat the 1 seed and the 2 seed I think on the way to the finals so it was it was destined
1: and and I I had a good year and all of my wins were convincing
2: <laughs> I am uh so glad that I have not played fantasy football now this is my <laughs> second uh straight year of not playing fantasy football and I have never felt better about being a football fan <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's so much less stress involved of of just watching games and not have to feel like, Hey, I really need T Higgins to get no more than three catches in 50 yards.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The thing for me was though, like anytime I'm watching any game, the fantasy football does make like every game interesting, which is cool. But anytime an injury would happen, my immediate thought would be, how does this affect fantasy, Mm -hmm. which is not how I want to live my life as a human being. So that was really, that happened one too many times. And I thought, you know what? This is not who I want to (laughs) be. We're going to stop that.
1: (laughs) Back to the point at hand, Aaron Jones stepping out of bounds. We all admit, we all saw it. Uh, the Packers ran a play as fast as humanly possible. So as to not, because he probably ran up and went, hey, hey, you know, Rogers, I just stepped out of bounds. We got to like run a sweep here. Or yeah, something. it was <laughs> obvious. Um, everyone who is not a Packer fan is big mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> eh, like, it happens
2: the, all the time. The also, Twitter there's no, there's so bad. There's no, uh, like, well, there were a few fans there, but I imagine they're not, they're like deliberately not showing a replay there and then they hustle and they to get the playoff. I don't know. I feel like that happens not too infrequently. I mean, it was a gift for sure. He definitely stepped out of bounds, but like, come on, man.
1: But like for cool your,
2: cool your jets, man. For every egregious pro
1: Packers thing, there were egregious anti Packers things. Like you can go tit for tat. That's just how officiating goes. Officials are human. It happens. Yeah.
2: I do want to switch over to the defense um, and talk about them for a little bit. But first, we have to pause on Aaron Rodgers, who we basically haven't really mentioned yet. Um, 21 of 25 for 231 and four touchdowns. Three of those to Devontae Adams. Oh, ho-hum, big yawn. Just a 142-yard, three-touchdown game from Devontae Adams. I mean, this was like... I was just like exactly what you needed to see from this team at this point in the season, and we got it. I didn't think we would get it, in all honesty, and we got it.
0: It, it was freaking artwork between those two at times. Like a couple of those throws up the sideline. Um, it, it certainly seemed like after Rogers threw that late pick to Malcolm Butler, and Butler did the belt celebration. Which okay, do that after your, your team is down 20 points yeah, you know, in the quarter. middle of the fourth quarter. um, It seemed like he, that Rogers wanted to send him a message that no, no, no we're not, we're not doing this. And so a couple of those, those late throws to, to Adams were just obscene, but I mean, the guy's got 1300 yards in 13 games and now has 17 touchdowns this season. He scored 15 touchdowns in the last 10 games. That's, that's ridiculous. It's absurd. Best receiver in football. I don't care. So
1: he's going to take, he's going to take two team records next week, right?
0: Catches for sure. And so catches touchdowns. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, touchdown records, 18 catches is 112. So he yes. needs, he needs, uh, one touchdown two. to tie two to, to beat it and three catches to tie and four to beat it. So like, I think. See, see a Sterling. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, it's funny, though, is one of his touchdowns was the dreaded wide receiver screen.
0: I tweeted about that. I tweeted that he oh, scored God. touchdowns on my two least favorite pass routes, the wide receiver screen and the corner fade. I was like, at that at that point, just kill me now. I'll die happy.
2: That cor- The corner fade, though, that ball, as soon as it left his fingers, I thought, that is an amazing pass. It was just beautiful from the get.
0: It, it was. And uh, it's, it's still a low percentage route.
2: There's two um, kinds of corner
1: fades. There's the Jimmy Graham corner fade where I'm yeah. going to throw it up and my guy's bigger than you. And then there's the I'm going to throw it where only my receiver can get it kind of corner fade. And you need the chemistry that they have to do that kind of corner fade, which I'm fine with that kind of corner fade because yeah. really, let's just call it a lazy out route. Like, <laughs> like, like let's just, We're just going to say it's a lazy out route because it's a timing play. And, and it's not an athleticism play. It's not Brandon Marshall versus a five, eight corner kind of thing.
2: <laughs> like that. Takes... That sounds like a good, uh, a good uh, blog series on APC. What, what certain plays should actually be called?
1: <laughs> so, so this is, this is John Gruden calls this a banana. I'm going to call it a lazy out.
2: <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Uh, let's talk about defense because uh, it, uh, I mean, maybe it's like the weather. This I don't
1: know. this game was the worst thing that could happen to the future of the Packers
2: because it's oh it cements it yep. cements my Pettine's job. You're that person. I mean, to me, it just uh, it just cements it cements Jair Alexander as a fucking all pro man. That guy's nuts. He
0: he was nuts. Darnell Savage is a goddamn budding star. That, yeah, guy, really that guy could have had two or three pick sixes in this game. Um, he yeah. had the one pick that that he did get, um, but, yeah, he could have taken two of them, maybe three of them to the house. Um, and it, the light, I don't know when, how, exactly what happened that the light bulb turned on for him about six, eight weeks ago. But, man, he's been good. He has been fun to watch. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Preston Smith had a great game a a couple months ago. I think a lot of fans were complaining about the disappearance of Preston Smith. And here's someone who, I mean, in this game, he was blocking passes. He was stopping the run. He seemed to be affecting like every other play. Like if he wasn't in on the play itself, he was causing the madness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's making it hard now again with this last month or so, he's going to make it a very difficult decision, uh, in March, for for when the Packers need to figure out how the hell to get down under the the lower salary cap. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, mid-season we were talking about him as a no-brainer cap casualty. Yeah. And he still might end up, you know, getting cut for cap reasons, but he's certainly making that a harder decision now than it was a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah. I think while I agree that he has improved greatly, I think the emergence of Gary has made the cutting of Preston much easier.
2: Yeah. yeah. Another guy who who um who made a big difference in this game uh, had some sacks, but also was just sort of affecting the play as as Patton likes to say. And I think in general, uh, both the Smiths and Gary had a hell of a game kind of getting to to Tannehill, getting some sacks, but also just like causing some some bad throws and some some off timing stuff. Yep.
0: Well, yeah, I think uh, I mean, Christian Kirksey had a pick that one came off of I think that was a. Was that a Rashad Gary or was that a Preston Smith pressure? I don't remember. Which I don't one know, Gary. Was. Yeah, okay. So, and I think I saw Gary had five pressures at least, a um, couple of hits. Um and yeah, it was, it was a team effort uh, from the pass rush. All three of those guys were, were tremendous and they were all great against the run too. I mean, they, they yeah. were, for the most part, they were doing a great job setting edges. Um, again, the the Tannehill run was really the only major malfunction of the run defense in the entire game. So yeah, you, you, you got to tip your hat to those guys for for doing a really good job of, of corralling the biggest, you know, the biggest advantage, literally and figuratively, that that the Titans have in Derrick Henry.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, coming into this game, I would have said that if they could keep um if they could keep Henry under like 130 yards, it'd be like, Yeah, that was a pretty good day at the office. So ninety-eight yards text. did they what do you see anything from the defense that they did differently or especially for this game that maybe they can carry into other games? Because where is this run defense been?
0: Well, I, I did notice they were playing a lot more base personnel, which makes sense. Um, it, it makes sense doing it against this team in these weather conditions, knowing that Tennessee is going to want to come out and establish the run and, and really get Henry going. So you saw a lot of, of Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin early. You saw Martin kind of rotating with Christian Kirksey. So, you know, fewer of the six DB alignments, uh, personnel packages and, you know, more base and nickel. So I think that was definitely a, a concerted effort on their part to, to really actually sell out against the run, which is one of the first times that I can ever think of Mike Pettin actually being willing to do that.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking at Derrick Henry's stats right now. And there's a couple of games where he got run into the ground. So I'll just say compare them to games where he had 20 carries but fewer than 30. This looks like this was his worst performance.
2: Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, they obviously paid special attention to um, to dealing with Henry in particular, but the, I mean, the snow had to had to impact had to impact his performance.
0: Yeah, I, the other thing I think that was really notable is that they were getting their hands on a lot of passes too. Um, yeah, I don't know if they played a little more man. We'll have to you know maybe see when the two all twenty two comes out, but it seemed like they were in a lot closer coverage on receivers than they normally were. It, it, it seemed like there was a little more blitzing, a little more effort in dialing up some pressure on Tannehill. Um, and, and maybe that led to playing a little more man coverage. And, you know, that's something that, you know, Kevin King's better in man than in zone. Um, and, and Jair got his hands on a whole bunch of footballs. Um, so I think that maybe that's a blueprint for, for more success for this team.
1: Why were they throwing at Jair so much?
0: I have like, no idea. <laughs> Why would anybody throw at Jair? <laughs> there
1: was there was this this pass. It was I think it was it was John Smith. I think he was running a comeback route, and uh, Collinsworth called it out. And he goes, Jair broke on the ball before he broke on the ball.
2: Yeah, he <laughs> said he ran his route for him. <laughs>
1: <sighs> it's
0: it's amazing he only has one interception this year, and that came in Week One against Minnesota. Um, it's, it's crazy that he doesn't have more picks, but I think part of it is teams just don't want to throw to him. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that's one of those things where I would not be surprised if, if that's a regression thing and he ends up getting like a, a bunch of picks in a row, um, you know, maybe, you know, the next couple of weeks. Maybe maybe he gets a hands hands on a couple of Trubisky passes next week and and you know gets a gets a big one in the in the postseason or something. That wouldn't surprise me.
1: Either. So and that's the thing is is interceptions tend to be more of a opportunity stat. Mm-hmm. And only recently have people been throwing at him again and he's getting pass breakups and eventually those become interceptions. He's so damn fun to watch though. I love <laughs> the swag. The swag is so much fun.
0: Like I don't remember if it was. I think there was a Corey Davis play where he was right up in Davis's grill, and Davis is like a six two, six three receiver. I mean, yeah. he's a big guy, and he's got you know five inches on Jair, and and he's just up John in his face. He he is so damn fun to watch. I love it.
2: Hey, did you guys know Ryan Tannehill used to play wide receiver? <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but did you know he was
1: at Harvard? Mm-hmm. You're
0: you're you. Are, are you sh- good lord <laughs>
1: we have broken
0: text
2: <laughs> corporate overlord is down
0: are you are you jokingly conflating him and ryan fitzpatrick or <laughs> i honestly i don't even know what we're talking about anymore because ryan fitzpatrick oh, yeah. was the one who went to harvard not ryan Tannehill. he was the one who went to right. harvard
1: is yeah it, it's correct
0: it's i'm purposely
1: okay i'm still thinking about Tannehill's, or not, geez, now you got me purposely not purposely (laughs) screwing them up. I'm still thinking about that Fitzpatrick pass to win the game against, against the Raiders. That was amazing. Might be the best pass I've ever seen. Yeah. But yes, Ryan Tannehill um, outran (laughs) Kevin King in a straight line. That is, that that is, that that happened. That really, (laughs) Hey, there's a good ref example. On the play before that to set up the read option, Preston Smith got fish hooked. He got
0: held so bad he got clothesline.
2: Definitely holding. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Z got held pretty bad on the uh, touchdown at the end of the first half, too. Yeah. Where uh, Tannehill escaped and threw it to Johnny
1: Smith. So So there you go. The the refs gave us 30 yards, but they gave them two touchdowns.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You guys want to go online and complain about it? (laughs) Should we just wrap this and get online and start trolling people? It, wait, I, I'm
1: literally doing that as we record. I didn't know I was supposed to stop. Oh, I was, you were,
2: you're not doing that already? No, as we established last time, you are a multitasker. I'm sitting here with like half a drink and a list of topics. Like, what do we talk about next?
1: That's why you got to got multiple monitors, man. I'm trolling on one. I got you guys on the other.
2: I have multiple monitors. I just can't. I've only got one brain. <laughs>
0: Well, there's one other stat that I thought was that was crazy tonight, and the Packers only had eight third-down opportunities the entire game. They converted four of them, so they converted half of them. They had 27 first downs, <laughs> <laughs> but they only had eight third-down opportunities the entire that's freaking absurd.
1: game. That's absurd.
0: That's, that's nuts. There was that's, a, man. <laughs>
1: well, there was a good stat early on that was like, A.J. Dillon has two second-and-ten runs, and he's averaging 10 yards a carry on second-and-ten. <laughs> <laughs> Matt LaFleur really loves to run the ball on second and long. I i, I wish yeah. my wife loved me as much as LaFleur loves running on second and ten.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if only I could have that kind of love and adoration.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it's about time to call it. You guys have a uh do you have a good Christmas, a good holiday, whatever it is you're doing? I, I got a smoker. Ooh i nice. has got a smoker what's the first thing you're throwing in there Jeez. pair of flip pair flip flops oh cheese. okay that's better <laughs> <laughs> not smoking the flip flops probably don't want to do that
0: <laughs> i got a mostly functioning fireplace so i'll take that
2: <laughs> is that a uh, smoke alarm i hear in the background
0: no thank thank goodness just to keep text be like there's
1: a hole in my wall that you can put fire in and then the rest of my house doesn't set on fire so like <laughs> I'm good
2: oh you got and, one of them fire holes
0: and most of the rest of my house doesn't smell like smoke so hey we're in business
2: win 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 <laughs> <laughs> alright guys I think that is going to do it thanks um, for joining and drinking I think collectively five drinks between us uh, in in This past 31 (laughs) minutes, the Packers um, over the Titans, 40 to 14, just like we all thought it would be at Lambeau Field. And now they um, play the Bears, the final game of the season. And Tex, you're always better at this than I am. But I thought that um, they basically had the one seed wrapped up at this point. But there's some weird circumstances, right?
0: Yeah. So as long as the Packers win on Sunday, they get the one seed. Um, If they lose and if both of the Saints and Seahawks win, um, the Packers will not have the one seed. I'm sorry. If the Packers lose and the Seahawks win, it doesn't even matter what the Saints do. Uh, The Seahawks would be ahead of the Packers um, in the seeding. So basically beat the Bears, get a bye. Everything comes through Lambeau before the Super Bowl. So just let's let's just do that.
2: Sounds like a plan to me at text western on twitter at call me matub on twitter i am at zach rapport follow the show at the apc pod this has been our rapid recap show hope everyone had a wonderful holiday uh it is late here so i'm gonna hit this little thing that says outro on my board i'm gonna play some air guitar and i'm gonna go to bed man 40 to 14 go you packers go my goodness I make podcasts.